Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. In today's episode, we're getting into something really different, but also very important. We're going to be speaking more about financial freedom, what that actually looks like for you and myself. And I think financial freedom is one of those things that you have to define for yourself. There isn't a one size fits all when it comes to financial freedom. The way that I see financial freedom and success is that there are two things that only you can truly measure for yourself. For some people, it may completely be monetary, well, finances in the name, but I think there's also other aspects to financial freedom that it's important for us to think about if this is something that you are trying to work towards. Now, the problem with financial freedom is that most of us want it now. We don't want to wait. (laughs) We don't want to wait 5, 10, 20, 30 years in order to achieve it. We want financial freedom now. And unfortunately, that desire for instant gratification when it comes to financial freedom can lead us to making poor choices in our finances. So many people fall victims to scams simply because they wanted to get rich quick. It's so important for us to be savvy with our money because a lot of the times these scams that are now happening are online. You can fall into the scam just by being on your phone, but even sometimes speaking to friends and family who can often lead you into some of the things that I'll be speaking about later on in the episode. Before we get into the episode, I want you to think about what does financial freedom look like for you? Is there a specific amount of money that you feel you need to have or a specific amount in assets that you need to have in order for you to achieve this level of financial freedom that you want? Have you ever even thought about what does financial freedom look like for you? I know growing up, I always wanted to be financially free. That wasn't necessarily the terms I had in my head. I wanted to be rich. Let's be real. I wanted to be rich. I always said as a child, I want to be a millionaire. (laughs) And I always knew within myself, I don't want to struggle financially. I don't want to be poor. I want to be financially stable. Now that I'm older, I'm an adult, I'm adulting, I'm experiencing, you know, the woes of career building and all these sorts of things. For me, my idea of financial freedom has completely changed from what it was when I was a child. Before it was just about being rich and having lots of money, but now my vision for financial freedom is completely different. There's a lot of things that I'm passionate about. There's a lot of things that I wanna do in future. I'm that person that has a million ideas, a million things that she wants to do, but I'm really learning to just streamline myself and focus on one thing at a time because if it was up to me, I'd be doing about 10 things at once. I already feel like I'm doing more than I should be, (laughs) but we move. So for me now, financial freedom is more about being financially stable to the point that I don't need to work for money. My focus when it comes to financial freedom is about building assets that are going to generate passive income for me, that I'm not going to need to work to generate. So for example, my stock market investments, and also in future, I want to have investment properties that will be able to generate income for me. So essentially my focus is on building passive income sources, multiple passive income sources, should I say, that will be able to fund my lifestyle. So I will not need to work for money. That is my vision. That's what financial freedom looks like to me. And I wanna be able to use that time that I'm not necessarily tied down to a nine to five or even being tied down in a business that I have to do everything myself to be able to work on those other passion projects, those other things I'm passionate about and actually having the time to do so. And in future, if we decide to have a family, I wanna be able to have time to spend with my children. I don't want my time with my children, if I have any in the future, to be demanded by work commitments and so on and so forth. I don't want that to be a concern for me. I would want to be able to be financial free to the point that I can dictate how I spend my time. Now, that sounds beautiful. And I know that it's definitely possible for that to happen. I've seen it happen in other people. And it's definitely possible, but I know I'm conscious of the fact that it's not going to be an overnight thing. Now, 
this is the part where most people fall into the trap of these get rich quick schemes. If we're honest with ourselves, we wanna get rich quick. Nobody wants to wait 30 years in order to build up <laughs> the amount they need to survive. You want it now, you want it yesterday if you could. And like I said, I think it is definitely important for us to define what financial freedom looks like to us. And also to really think about what are the measures, what are the streams that you're gonna take in order to make that reality. It's all well and good to say, oh, I'm gonna be a millionaire, I'm gonna be rich, but okay, that's all great, right? I love ambition, it's important, but how how is that gonna happen? What are some of the methods that you're gonna explore in order to become that millionaire? And when you're saying millionaire, is that a millionaire in assets or is that millionaire in cash? These are all things that you have to really think about. Now, pyramid schemes are very popular. And if you don't know what a pyramid scheme is, I'm gonna explain a little bit more about what a pyramid scheme actually is. There's an article that I put in the show notes that actually talks about pyramid schemes and how popular they were in 2020 and the amount of money that Brits lost to pyramid schemes. Now, I'm gonna read a couple of excerpts from the article just for us to kind of get on the same page. There's a quote by Martin James at theresolver.co.uk which basically explains that a pyramid scheme is basically any money generating scheme that works by the people on the top of the pyramid signing up quotation mark, investors who in turn sign up more investors and so on. People are usually roped into pyramid schemes with the pitch of, if you invest a certain amount of money, you are going to receive X return. And a lot of the times the return that you're told sounds amazing. And sometimes you'll be told that you are gonna get you're, you're gonna get a guaranteed return. Now, if you know anything about investing, you will know that whenever you invest in anything, there's always a level of risk. And a lot of the times with pyramid schemes, they get you by telling you that there's no risk. Your, your profit is guaranteed. I think these are one of the red flags that you often have to look out to because sometimes a pyramid scheme may not necessarily look like a pyramid scheme. And the reason why you may easily fall into it is because often it may be friends or family that invites you into it. So this is how these schemes work. Quite often people have to network and they have to invite their friends and their family because again, you trust these people and you're more likely to actually invest your money, your savings or whatever it is into what they are offering. And it's so much easier for you to trust because you know that person, you think, oh, it's my friend, it's my family. They're not gonna try to scam me. They're not gonna allow me to get into something that I'm gonna end up losing my money. And with pyramid schemes, what often happens is that people do receive money. So maybe your friend or family member, they got money back. And as a result, they're like, see, I got my money back. So you're definitely gonna get your money back too. But because if you think about a pyramid, there's someone at the top and there's people at the bottom, right? There comes a point where because the it's not truly an investment and the money's not actually growing what's happening is the investors quote unquote the people that are being recruited the money they're putting in they're pumping into this pyramid eventually it's going to run out because if people aren't being recruited in and having more funds come into the quote unquote business what's going to then happen is the money's going to dry up and at some point down the line people lose their money and it happens so often. And it can be quite difficult sometimes to really distinguish what a pyramid scheme is because it doesn't always look like one. It can seem quite legitimate. And again, if you are being presented these opportunities by friends and family, you're gonna eat it up. You're gonna think, oh yeah, it's okay. So quite often it does come from friends or family because there's a lot of network marketing involved in a lot of these pyramid schemes. Sometimes they may claim to be selling something or it may just be, an investment type opportunity. And I think it's just so important to always do your due diligence. Quite often what happens with these 
opportunities is that they put a lot of time pressure on you. So they might tell you, oh, you need to decide by the end of tonight or by the end of the week. A lot of the time there's pressure to make a decision very quickly. There's always, time is always pressing. It's like, if you don't sign up by this date, then you're gonna miss out on the opportunity. So what tends to happen is that people rush into making decisions. They rush into, you know, researching about the company, whether it's legitimate or not, simply because they don't wanna miss out on the opportunity. Because maybe there's gonna be a sign up bonus. Maybe the person that's recruiting you is actually gonna receive a percentage or vice versa. Whenever there's that time pressure, always be conscious of that pressure. Be conscious of them trying to rush you into decision and don't make a decision until you have done your due diligence. Because sometimes what happens is you may not be able to get your money back. You may not, because quite often these companies, it's a scam, it's not legitimate. And it can be sometimes difficult to retrieve any funds that you may have invested into these companies. So you've got to be very careful. If you feel like you're being pressured into making a decision or you haven't really got all the facts or you don't feel confident in what you're being told, do your due diligence, get some financial advice from a financial advisor, research the company, do not be rushed into making a decision because this is quite often what they want. I think also something to note is that with pyramid schemes, it's not always investment opportunities. Sometimes it is a product that they're selling, but quite often this product may be overpriced or what happens is the only people buying these products are those that are being recruited into the company. So that's another thing to kind of bear in mind as well. So like I said, from the article, this was from 2020, um, it was 20th of October, 2020. And I wanna share with you the amount of money that people lost in pyramid schemes, because it's not, it's not small change. Now it says pyramid schemes cost Brits 35 million pounds this year. So this was 2020 in the pandemic, in the heart of it, people lost 35 million pounds people lost 35 million pounds. That is a lot of money. And also bear in mind the fact that people may lose money, but they don't report it to the police. They don't report it to fraud companies. They just kind of call it a loss. Because sometimes when you do fall into these situations, it can be quite embarrassing to admit what has happened. Or even if you're afraid of whether maybe you've done something illegitimately, or maybe you've committed a crime yourself, it can also have that fear factor to where you don't actually report it to the police. So I think this number is definitely a lot smaller than the real reality of the extent that the fraud that has been committed because this figure is what's been provided by action fraud and again I'm sure that this amount is only for what has been reported I'm sure many people have not reported things that have happened to them so I think that's also another factor to bear in mind imagine people losing their life savings imagine people losing money that they perhaps were going to use for something in the short term that now is down the drain And it's a very similar thing that has happened with crypto scams. There are so many crypto scams, Forex scams out there, and you just have to be very careful in doing your due diligence, because if you don't, you are going to regret it. And I think what's also important to remember is that you should never, even if it's a legitimate investment, never invest more than you can afford to lose. And that's one of the basic foundations when it comes to investing. Never invest more than you can afford to lose. If you cannot afford to lose that money, do not invest it. Even if it's something legitimate, remember, do not invest more than you can afford to lose. And quite often what happens is people do invest more than they can afford to lose into these pyramid schemes and quite often end up losing everything. So be very, very careful and conscious of that. Now, pyramid schemes are actually illegal in the UK and in the US, 
But of course, that does not stop people from doing them. That does not stop people from scamming people. And unfortunately, they will continue. But we have to be savvy with our money. You work too hard to lose your money to these people that do not care about you. So be very, very careful when it comes to that. Now, something which is quite similar to pyramid schemes, only they tend to be more legitimate and they're not necessarily illegal or a scam, is multi-level marketing or network marketing. So multi-level marketing is a sales structure where members of a company are encouraged to recruit new members. Once they recruit those people, the salesperson will receive a cut of their recruiter sales. At the same time, each salesperson profits from the sale of a given product. Quite often with multi-level marketing companies, they tend to sell products or services. Example of this is Avon. I don't know the in-depth sales structure of Avon, but what I do imagine happens is that the Avon representative, they sell products to, you know, maybe their family, their friends, or people they network with, and they basically get a cut of the sales of the company. So the Avon representative is independent. They aren't an employee of Avon, but they are basically working on Avon's behalf in that aspect. They are an independent business owner within the company, if that makes sense. So they have the products, they sell them, and they get a cut of those sales. So that is one way. There may be other ways within the company that they make money. So sometimes with multi-level marketing companies, you can make money from the sales of the products that you sell, but sometimes you also get, let's say, a recruiter fee. So if you have people sign up to the company or sign up to whatever it is you're doing, you can also get a cut of a sign-up bonus, or even sometimes as they start selling the products or services or even recruiting people, you may get a percentage of of the work that they'll be doing. I hope that I've explained that well enough for you to understand. (laughs) If I haven't, do your research. Now, a lot of the time, what attracts people to multi-level marketing and network marketing companies is that desire for financial freedom, is that desire to make more money, maybe to build up a second income stream. And sometimes you can make money from these things. You can make money from some network marketing companies. But I think it's also important to understand that network marketing is not for everyone. And they sometimes they have, you know, these wonderful conventions and you see people sharing how they became a millionaire from the company. But a lot of the time, these people that are sharing this are the minority. In order for you to succeed in network marketing, you need to be someone that's very committed to that product or service. You need to be someone that's very good at sales and marketing because if you're not, you're gonna struggle and you're probably not going to make as much money as you intended to. You're probably not gonna get rich quick as you are intending to. And I think it's really important to manage expectations. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, these companies, they don't manage your expectations. They sell you this false hope and you think, oh, I'm gonna be a millionaire. I'm gonna be able to retire in two years time and sometimes this is not the case. And even sometimes you have to pay money upfront. You have to pay to sign up. You have to pay to buy the products. And you may even find that you end up having to sell things at a loss. You may even find that you don't make a profit or that this opportunity is not really for you. So I'd say a couple of important things is do your due diligence. I said it earlier and I'll say it again, research. Research your company. Is it legitimate or not? A lot of the time, if an opportunity sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And maybe it isn't, but do your research. You're not going to know until you have researched. And don't make financial decisions in haste. Seek financial advice. Do your research before you commit to anything. Before you part with your money, do research. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be the one that loses that money. You're the one that's going to feel the pain of that bad decision. And going back to get rich quick scheme and the desire for quick wealth and easy wealth, 
anyone can fall into this. It's so easy to judge people that end up falling victim to these scams, but anyone can fall into it. If you're going through a vulnerable moment in your life and you need a way out, maybe you hate your job or you, you're really squeezed for money right now and you need that quick money, it's easy for you to be lured in and for you to end up you know, falling victim to this. It's easy to judge other people that make the mistake of doing this, but equally, it's very easy to fall into it yourself. And I just think it's important for us to be savvy with our money. Not only savvy with the way that you spend or savvy with the way that you save your money, but savvy with how you invest your money. And also understanding what an investment is. Typically, legitimate investment opportunities carry a level of risk. Whenever someone tells you that there's no risk involved, you've really got to assess why. Because most times, even the best opportunities and best investments, they carry a level of risk. You may lose some of your money. It may be a low level of risk, but typically there's always risk involved. And you've got to really analyze that before you make any decisions. So you've spoken about some get rich quick schemes. I haven't really spoken so much about scams, but perhaps I'll do another episode speaking about internet scams, crypto scams, forex scams, because there's a lot of scams going on right now, especially on Instagram. I feel like every week I'm seeing someone hacked (laughs) and it's just happening so often. I would definitely like to speak about it in more detail in a separate episode as I want to, I'm aiming to have this episode done within 30 minutes, but let's see how I get on. So if we're thinking about financial freedom, like I said earlier, you've got to define that for yourself. What does financial freedom look like to you? Is it a specific amount? Is it a specific number of assets? What does that look like for you? The best time for you to map this out is now. If you want to be financially free in 20 years time, the best time to start mapping this out is now. It's not in 20 years time because then it's already too late. But the sooner you can start working towards your financial plan for financial freedom, the better. And even if you are someone that maybe you're a bit older in age, a bit more mature, it's not too late for you. If you've still got breath in your lungs, there is still hope and there's still time, but you just need a plan. There are so many different avenues for building wealth. And I wish I had known them when I was younger, when I just started working and I had no responsibilities because there's a lot of money that I wasted. (laughs) I basically flushed down the toilet, but of course we can't go back in time and there's nothing I can do about it now. But just a couple of examples of different ways that we can build wealth. One of the most accessible ways that you don't necessarily need a lot of capital to get started is investing in the stock market. You may think, "Mm, but I don't really know much about it. Do your research. It's so much more simple than you think. Trust me, when I actually did my research and I started to understand more about how it worked and I made my first investment, The one thing I said to myself is I wish I had known about this sooner. I wish I'd known how accessible this was because if I did, I would have started much sooner than I did now. But investing in the stock market is so much more accessible now than it was years ago. You don't need to have necessarily thousands and ten thousands of pounds to get started. You can actually start with a smaller amount. And there are different investment opportunities in the stock market, especially if you want to minimize your risk, which is also important. And if you are starting with a small amount, it's important to be wise and manage your risk. So there's different opportunities. So there's different types of financial assets you can invest in, such as ETFs, exchange traded funds or index funds, and there's so many different platforms, but do your research, as I said. But that's one of the ways. Also, if you invest in stocks that pay you a dividend or you invest in funds that pay you a dividend, there's so many different options and opportunities, but it's important for you to do your research before you get started. Another avenue is crypto. 
while we know crypto, there's a lot of controversy and it's still fairly new, though stock market has been around for hundreds of years, crypto is very volatile. And what I would suggest is that if you are going to invest in crypto, do your due diligence and manage your risk because it's very easy for you to jump on the bandwagon, jump on the next meme, meme coin and end up losing all your life savings. Definitely remember, do not invest more than you can afford to lose. But that is another avenue. If you're someone that you're a bit more risk averse and, you know, you can handle the waves of the market, then, you know, do your research and do what you got to do. But that is another avenue. Another avenue is property. Of course, getting on the property market isn't as accessible as perhaps investing in the stock market, but that is another avenue you can add to your financial plan and work towards making that a reality as I am for myself right now. And then there's entrepreneurship. That's another way of building wealth. Most people that become millionaires in some ways they are entrepreneurs. Maybe they don't necessarily have their own business. Perhaps they're an investor that invests in businesses. And entrepreneurship can be a great way to build wealth. It's definitely not for everyone. And I don't think everyone should be a business person because it isn't for everyone. It's a lo- it's very emotionally taxing, time taxing. It's taxing in many ways. And again, it's not for everyone. But one thing I do think is for everyone is being an investor. You may not be a business person, but you can be an investor. And I do believe everyone should be an investor in some capacity it's just so important the way that life is going and and the expense that we're now living in can you imagine what life is going to be like in 30 years time and if you want to live comfortably having multiple streams of income is mandatory it's going to be essential in order for you to do that i don't know about you but i do not want to work until i'm 60 69 70 years old i want to have the option to retire a lot sooner I don't want to live to work for the rest of my life. Even if I loved what I did, I don't want to have to do that for the rest of my life. I want to be able to relax and enjoy life whilst I can still enjoy it. So that's also another thing to consider. There's also luxury jewelry bags. There's so many different things. This is a very small list. There's so many other things that you can invest in in order to build wealth. I think the key is just research do research create a financial plan maybe narrow down two or three different types of investments that you want to work towards building in your portfolio and the key is to diversify diversify your portfolio this is going to be important sometimes maybe the property market is not doing well or perhaps the market is down and it's bearish right now and it's just not a great time there's always going to be highs and lows and that's why i think it's important to diversify your investments Don't put all your eggs in one basket. That is definitely another thing to bear in mind. Do not put all your eggs in one basket. Do not put all your life savings on crypto. Do not put it all in Bitcoin or any other coin. (laughs) Don't put all your life savings into anything because everything carries a level of risk. What I will do is I'll put the link to all the articles that I kind of read from and referenced to so you can have a little read and get some more information about some of the things that I've spoken about. But if I could summarize this episode, what I would say is if you have a desire for financial freedom, but you don't really know what that looks like for you, my question to you is what is your ultimate goal for your finances? What do you want your life to look like, let's say in 10, 20 years time, or when you get to an age that you want to retire, or when you get to an age that you would like to be a lot more free to do some of the things that are important to you? What do you want your life to look like? What are the key important things that you want to have in your life? How much money would you need to earn or to receive in your income in order to sustain that lifestyle? That's another factor to think about. And then my next question would be, what are some of the things that you can start working towards now that's going to be able to make that dream a reality? 
I think it's important for us to dream, to visualize, to have the vision boards, to have the plan. But it's also important for us to truly map it out and really think about how can I make this a reality? One of the last tips that I will add before I kind of wrap up this episode is that it's important for you to be committed to learning and innovating. There's always going to be new opportunities. There's always going to be new things that are happening in the world. And it's important for us to be committed to learning, committed to innovating ourselves. A lot of big companies that were huge 20, 30 years ago that were the height of everything, that were the height of innovators. Let's go back to say Nokia, thinking about Blackberry, There's so many companies that 20, 30 years ago, they were at the height, they were big, everyone knew about them. And now today they're forgotten. Now today they're right at the bottom of the market. I think it's so important for us to be committed to our growth, to be committed to our personal development. I'll even give you my own personal example. I recently, I'll give you a personal example. At the beginning of the year, I decided that I wanted to do my financial advisor qualification. This is another way for me to invest in myself, for me to invest in my business, and also for me to learn more and be able to innovate myself. And so I made the decision, I started to save up the funds to pay for the course, and I've now enrolled. So I've got a year to study and pass my qualification, and I hope it all goes smoothly. I'm sure I will pass. I don't know how smooth it's gonna go, but, the the key part here is that I did this to invest in my personal development. That money I could have spent on a nice holiday, I could have spent it on many other things, but I really prioritized my personal development. I really prioritized doing something that's gonna better me and that's also gonna better my business. And it's also gonna allow me to be able to help my clients and help my future clients in a more thorough and in-depth way. So I can't wait to learn some of the things that I'm gonna learn. And it's definitely a journey and I know it's gonna be difficult. I work part-time, I have the business, I have the podcast. There's a lot of things that I'm doing, a lot of other projects I'm working on, but I'm I'm confident that God is gonna help me to get through this. So do pray for me guys. <laughs> but I do hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Let me know, have you ever gotten involved in a pyramid scheme, a multi-level marketing company? What was your experience? Maybe it worked for you. Maybe you made a lot of money or perhaps you lost a lot of money or you didn't even break even. I would love to know your thoughts. Do share with me. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or drop me an email. All of my contact details will be in the show notes. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I'll touch base with you in the next episode.